season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the jkr podcast my name is jay shrigling and i'm the host it is going to be episode two of two this weekend today we've got blake larson iowa high school ball player still playing high school ball right now as iowa is the only state in the united states to play high school ball in the summertime he's the number eight player in the nation he is a tcu commit for the class of 2024 blake larson baby um, great content today, just like it was some great content yesterday. I really hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Today we discussed PBR, Perfect Game Rankings. Obviously, like I said, number eight player in his class, so we talked about that ranking a little bit. Talk about Texas 12, the new travel ball team he started playing for a little bit last fall. He's going to be playing some fall ball with them this fall, he says. Um, we dig into his personal scouting report, so what a scout's going to look at him. If he was a scout watching his game, what would that be? What would that scouting report be like? Um, just dig into his whole career so far. So let's dig into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have the top prospect in Iowa for the class of 2024. We got the number eight player in the nation according to PBR. TCU baseball commit. We got Blake Larson on the show. Blake, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you? Pretty good, man. Uh, so let's. One question I always like to ask everybody as soon as they get on the show is: For those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Blake Larson? So obviously my name's Blake, but I would introduce myself as just a caring guy that gives one hundred ten percent on the field and will do anything to get me and my teammates better. Okay, there we go. So actually, right before we started recording, I actually you told me that you're actually still playing high school ball. So <laughs> Iowa, that's one of the only states that has that where you're playing high school ball in the summertime. So let's dig into that a little bit. So how's how's this season going so far? So the season started off pretty good. Um, we got a couple wins to our name, and then we've just been rolling from there. We're actually, I think, the fifth in the state right now, but we got a great group of guys, and we should – we should go pretty far in the state tournament. Okay. So playing in the summertime in Iowa, so when exactly does your actual high school season start? So this year I believe it started May 24th or May 14th, around there. Okay. So when when it start when it's starting so late into the year, because obviously that's when most states are ending is like mid, mid, late May. So in the springtime in terms of March, April. Like, do you guys have baseball going on? You guys just practicing? What's going on there? So we we are technically only allowed to practice like two weeks before the season starts, but you can do like certain little workouts and so whatever. But it's not like certified practice. But yeah, just the practices are very light and not very like coachable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, with you guys playing in the summertime and you guys still going on, when exactly does the season usually end? So, this year's actually been a weird year because they moved the season up for the dead period of uh, football in between baseball and football. So, our season ends, I think, July 14th this year. 
Last year, it ended somewhere around August 23rd or July 23rd, the 24th around there. So do you find it tough playing in some travel ball tournaments since you're playing so deep into the summer? Yeah, for sure. Um, we uh, we actually kind of do a couple tournaments here and there, but we um, we stick to high school just to show that loyalty for this year, to show that I'm there and I want to be with the team, not just leaving every weekend. So, yeah. So do you, do you, in the summertime, do you still play in a couple tournaments? Because I see that you're listed playing for the Iowa Sticks. So um, do you guys go go out and play for a couple tournaments in the summertime? I'm actually not on the Iowa Sticks anymore. That um, I'm on for my travel team is the Texas Twelve. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Texas Twelve. That's a great baseball program. Yeah, I went to U, uh, the USA tournament in North Carolina last year with them. So. So are you? So once this summer, once this high school season ends, are you planning on joining the 2024 Texas Twelve, or um, what exactly is your plan? So that is the plan for now, just doing a couple tournaments in the fall, just continuing to progress and get my name out there, but also take it easy as well. Okay. So going from the Iowa Sticks to the Texas 12, what was that transition like and how did you get how'd you get connected with the Texas 12? So when I was at the Sticks program, um, we have some recruiting coordinators there and they, they know the head guy of the Texas 12, they uh, just told him about me and then we talked to him and then we clicked ever since. So we, we got, we got together and made it happen. Okay. So have you played in any tournaments besides that USA tournament last summer? Uh, no, no, that's it. Okay. So we're playing one weekend for them. Obviously they're a prestigious organization known around, known around the nation. So just playing one weekend with them, what do you think makes them so successful? Just going in, seeing their everyday, day-to-day routine. What do you think's made them so successful? They, they do everything the right way. They don't pout about one play. They don't do what you see most kids do is just cry and pout when things don't go their way. They actually get up and then try to fix it and make an adjustment, which that's the name of the game. And then they just, they just play the game the right way. Okay. So also on Perfect Game, it's also listed that you played for the Iowa Select. So yeah. is that like a is that like a perfect game tournament that you were selected to, or what exactly is the Iowa? Okay, select? so that's my home team in the spring and fall, for majority of the time. But I don't know about this fall. I think it'll be with the Texas Twelve. But that's just a that's just like a organized team at a perfect game runs it. It's they do like certain teams like. It's kind of weird to explain, but like they have like um warehouse that we go to that's our practice facility and it's called like perfect game iowa select and then we just join the team okay so for the iowa select is it mostly mostly players from iowa or there are there yeah. players from other states that come and join that team no it's uh only players from iowa okay yeah. so with this year being your incoming you're going to be an incoming junior this year are mm-hmm. you going to be uh trying out for the area code at all or are you probably just gonna be focused on playing for the 12 once your high school season's over? um the I think the plan is for now, next year, I'm going to try out for the area code. This year, I'm going to just focus on getting back healthy and playing with the 12. Okay. Um, also, I saw in Perfect Game when I was doing a little bit of research, I saw that you were selected for the 14U Select Fest. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of take us through that experience, how you were selected, how you found out about it, and then what that day or even couple days was like for you? So I was invited down to the 14U National Showcase on a JetBlue Stadium. 
Um, I did pretty good there. I threw threw pretty hard for like what I was expecting to throw. And then they called my dad and was like, hey, he made the team. You got to fill out all this information. All right, we did that. And then when we got to the Select Fest, I, since those kids had been together, like they played together last year, I was kind of a newcomer. So I, I really had to like put myself out there and try to make friends, which I did. Um, but it was it was a surreal moment just knowing that I'm getting a chance to play against the top kids in the nation and knowing that I can put my name out there and just compete. Yeah. So with you joining the Texas 12 from the Iowa Sticks, did that have some sort of location? Was was that decision based on some sort of location wise, considering you're going to TCU once you graduate from high school? Um, uh, not really. It's just we we knew they had a good program and they were doing all the right stuff, like I said earlier. And that's just the program we kind of decided to go with. Just a great fit for me and my family, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because it was it's it's weird that well not weird, but um it's cool that it turns out that that's the same that they're close to the same state. Well, they're in the same state. You're going to play college ball. Um, so where exactly that? Where's that Texas? Where is Texas Twelve located, and how far is that from Fort Worth? So I've actually never been down to their location. I've only kind of just met them at the USA tournament since I live what, 12 hours from Texas. So I don't, I don't really know how far it is from it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's dig into that recruiting process a little bit. So obviously, like I said, you're committed to TCU class mm-hmm. 2024 and you actually committed pretty early in your career. So let's dig yeah. into that recruiting process, how it got started. And just when did you start getting noticed by those uh, D one teams? So I think it was eighth grade, seventh grade year around there. Um, I started to hit a peak where, like, my velo was going up, everything was getting better, my off speed. And you could really tell a difference eighth grade year. But I got an offer from the Iowa Hawkeyes, um, I think, very middle of eighth grade year. And then going into ninth grade year, I did the National Showcase, obviously, made the Select Fest. And after the National Showcase, I hit, like, my PR, I think it was, like, 86. And at the Iowa Sticks, we have the recruiters, and they saw that, and they jumped on it, like, getting my name out there, talking to coaches for me, and having me call them and whatever. But I've always been quite um, a pretty pretty advocate TCU fan all my life, which, go Frogs. But, um, <laughs> um, but after the Select Fest, I hit another PR, 87. I felt good at the time, and then went down kept talking, visited, like, the unofficial visit to TCU. Just my dad and I walked around the campus, just kind of feel for it, looked to the football stadium, whatever. And then I think two weeks later, we got an offer. We sat on it for another couple of weeks, and we were like, hey, this is my dream school. Got the offer we like. It's a great, great campus. Let's let's pull the plug. Okay. Yeah, so let's let's move back a little bit. Let's talk about that Iowa offer you got. Mm-hmm. So what was it like being an eighth grader? I mean, not even in high school yet, and you're getting you're getting called. Well, you're talking to the your hometown team, Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far Des Moines is from Iowa City. It's about two two hours. Okay, so you get a, you get a call from your hometown team. You get an offer. Uh, what was what's just going through your head, and what's just your thought process on that as you're an eighth grader and you got an offer from the biggest the biggest school in your state. 
Yeah, at the time, I was like, it's college, but I I didn't put it into perspective at the time to say. Now it's, it's like a lot different. It's like, hey, man, I just got an offer in eighth grade. Like, that's surreal. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. But at the time, I was feeling super excited knowing that I'm going to have a chance to further my career in college at least. And that, I mean, I was just super hyped and I actually didn't sleep the night I got it. So, yeah. So when you, when you first started talking to some teams, so Iowa, and you said you went through the select fest, started talking to some more teams. What were some of those initial conversations like with coaches? Like, what were they asking you? What were they trying to get to know you a little bit more about? And just overall, what was your thought process on it? So the two that really stuck out to me were, Louisville and TCU. Louisville, we didn't really talk about baseball that much. Coach Schneider um, at Louisville just talked about faith and talked about my family. And um, we just kind of, we just didn't mention baseball that much. It was just get to know me and get to know him and just how we live our daily lives. And then TCU was was my favorite easily because Again, we didn't talk about baseball. Coach Sarluce really, really hammered on getting to know me. And, yeah, he did mention a couple things about baseball, but it was it was just a chill call where I felt I could be free and just say what I felt. Yeah. So you said you went on a TCU visit with your dad before you <laughs> committed, right? Yeah. So what was that visit like? So how did you how'd you get there? What was that day like? What were they showing you? Just overall, what did you think of that TCU campus before you actually committed? So it was the day after the select fest, actually. We um we had made arrangement just to go down there and look at it because that was gonna be the only chance really we had to go. So we went down there. Um the, the facilities are so nice stuff. We didn't really we didn't get any access to like go into anything or yeah, or get on the baseball field, but we saw it and we were like we definitely knew it was like the place for me just because right now I go to a small Catholic school. And that's, I know TCU's not Catholic, but it's a small private school and it's not very big. So it fits my, my learning and my way of life right now. Yeah. So before, before you actually knew TCU was the place you wanted to mm-hmm. go, what were some of those other schools that you were thinking about? And you were like, okay, I could possibly see myself going here. So I, I talked to a couple schools like Miami, um, Iowa, obviously, Louisville a couple times, and those schools, and Alabama, those schools just really stuck out to me, though, but as soon as I got that TCU call, I, I knew it was I knew it was the good time. So, were you able to take visits onto other campuses? Obviously, I'm sure you went to Iowa, it's just considered, like you said, it's two hours away, but were you able to take visits on other campuses as well? So, the, the thing is, like, I did a pitching camp at Iowa, seventh grade year, and that's what really got my name on the map for them. But I did a virtual tour since, or with Miami since it's so far away. That was a pretty cool experience as well. Okay. So now that you've committed there, I mean, it was – when exactly did you commit to TCU? Uh, I think it was two weeks into freshman year. Okay. So now that you've committed there, you've been there committed for two uh, – almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your relationship evolved with that coaching staff since you've committed? Uh, it's really good. We are. Uh, well, it helps having another guy from Iowa committed to TCU, too, just so he can, like, if he talks to him, he can relay information or I can relay information. But the coaching staff down there is great. I mean, 
that's why they get the top guys in the nation because they're obviously doing something right and they're caring for our guys, which which is the most important thing to me. Yeah. So you talk about another player from Iowa being committed to TCU. So is he mm-hmm. from your same class? Who, who, yeah. well, who is that? Uh, it's Trevor Baumler. He's actually on the same team as me for high school. Okay. So you guys go to the same high, small Catholic school then? Yeah. And then it also helps having Nolan Traeger on the Texas 12 also committed to TCU too. So yep. that was one guy I was actually about to ask you about because I had <laughs> him on the podcast, I don't know, about a month, month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, but are, are there other committed guys besides those two that you've built a relationship with already, just knowing that you guys will be playing ball together here in a couple of years? Um, I did the select fest with Burke. Um, I don't really know him all that way, all that well, along with the other kids. But I mean, there's just the really two I know pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. you still have two years before you head to TCU's campus. Mm-hmm. But what are you thinking? What What are you thinking would be the t- biggest weakness or something that you'd like to fix before you head to campus there in two years? Uh, I just need to put on weight. If I can put on weight, that's the most important thing right now. Okay, so you're listed as a pitcher, first baseman, mm-hmm. and an outfielder on Perfect Game. I mean, yeah. I know Perfect Game has been wrong before for me, but mm-hmm. what ex- what are you playing right now for high school? And then what are you playing when you go play for the twelve? And then what do you think the plan is for college? Are you planning on being a two-way or just a pitcher? So at this time right now, I'm only DHing for high school because I'm injured right now. But when I get to college, I'm just I'm, – I'm probably going to be a pitcher only. I mean, I'm not that great at hitting. I like to hit, but I'm definitely better at pitching for sure. Okay. So talking about pitching, what exactly is your pitching repertoire? So what pitches are you throwing and what what type of speeds? So my fastball this year, it's been 91 to 95. Um, my changeups, 80 to 83. My slider, um, it's 77 to 79. And then I'm trying to develop a cutter right now. Okay. So what would you – out of all your pitches that you've been throwing now for a while – what would you say is probably your best pitch and maybe even your worst pitch that needs the most work? So my fastball is my best pitch just because it has so much natural movement where it's just hard for hitters to uh, hit it. Obviously, the speed helps, like, getting up to 95, but a flat 95 can get hit where a moving 90 is harder to hit, I would say. But my weakest pitch is probably my slider. Not that I can't, like, throw it good it's I struggle to find location from time to time so when I do struggle to find location then I just have to rely on the fastball the whole time okay so you said you're trying to add a cutter so Mm -hmm. going through that process of adding a pitch how do you go about it because I know some guys are different when they try to add a pitch when you when you're like okay I want to I want to start trying to throw a cutter now do you just mess with it um, in practice how exactly are you trying to develop that pitch to where you think it's game ready so I only do it during the off season. I go into my coaches and they're like, hey, let's throw a cutter. Let's work on the grips. Nothing serious now. We just play catch with it. And then I don't know if you know what this thing uh, called the fuego. It's, it kind of looks like a hockey puck shape, but they made it for baseball to work on pitch sequences. Or not sequences, but pitch, pitch type. So I throw the cutter with that and then I go back to the baseball and I just keep playing catch with it over and over and again, trying to develop it. Okay. So let's move on to the opposite side of the ball. So you said you're mm-hmm. DHing right now. Yeah. So let's go through your let's go through your plate approach. So when you're on the on deck circle, you're watching the guy in front of you. You're kind of dialing in for your at bat, mm-hmm. watching the pitcher. 
what's going through your mind? And then when you're walking up to the batter's box, what's going through your head? What are you trying to do with each at bat? So when I'm on deck, I'm just gathering myself, getting myself focused and taking a couple deep breaths and telling myself, you got this guy. Can't beat you with anything. And I just get a couple practice swings, time him up, and I'm ready to go from there. But when I go up to the plate, I clear my head completely. I worry I worry about one thing, and that is just putting the barrel on the ball. Um, when I get into the box, I'm thinking, see the fastball, adjust. And if he gives you a fastball over the plate, don't miss it. Okay. So play, playing in Iowa, obviously you said you have another TCU commit playing on your team, mm-hmm. and Iowa produces some good baseball. Mm-hmm. So overall, who has been the hardest – or this could this could be for travel ball as well. Who has been the hardest pitcher that you faced, and then who's been the hardest hitter that you faced? Maybe the toughest out that you faced so far in your career. Okay, yeah. Um, probably the toughest out I've ever faced is um. He's actually my friend. We uh, work out together. He's a Duke commit named Sam Harris. He he also lives in Iowa. We just played him last night. Um, on the other side, pitching or hardest. Pitcher I face probably Joey Oki. Um, he's an Iowa commit and migrate also. So, okay, so yeah. let's let's dig into maybe some baseball that's beyond high school, beyond travel mm-hmm. ball. What you guys, what you're playing right now. So with Iowa not having a MLB team, is there a major league team that you like to watch? Uh, I root for the Cardinals. Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. So when you're when you're watching baseball, is there a guy in the majors that you like to mo- maybe model your game after, or maybe you watch? significantly just because he plays the game the right way? Well, my favorite player is Mike Trout, but I don't really try to model my game after him. I try to model, like, my appearance, my attitude, and everything after him. But I don't really model my game after anyone else. I try to model it after myself because I'm a unique player. But I I do have three guys that I kind of follow. That's Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and obviously Mike Trout. Those guys just play the game the right way, which I like to model my game after. Okay, so if you were a scout watching your game, let's say you're watching yourself in the batter's box, watching yourself on the mound, and then even do even watching you in the dugout interacting with teammates, what do you think would be your personal scouting report on yourself? It's this kid brings a lot of energy to the field, um, hustles everything out, tries to make the right play, and gives 110% each and every pitch. All right, nothing wrong with that. It's a great scouting report. So let's – Let's talk. So we talked about before we started recording that you do have an advisor. So yeah. let's just with me trying to be an agent here in a couple of years. Like I said, every time I get a player on, I like to get just the player side of things, see what the vibe is when they went through their selection process. So can you just take us through that advisor selection process from just talking to advisors? And then when you were like, OK, I think this guy's probably it for me. Mm-hmm. So um, my advisor, um, he he kind of approached my coaching staff because he's known him for a while and he's represented him as well as he was going up to the bigs. And we hopped on a couple zoom calls and went to dinner with him. And he was just a great guy. Knew he was talking about, he knew my coaching staff and he just has the best intentions for me, which that's, that's really what I was wanting. But to be a guy that, he wanted to see go up, not just to see go up for the money. Okay. So when you're going through that process, was there more than, was there another, another guy or two that tried to join in on that recruiting process technically? So I think there was six or seven other 
Um, I think my first one was like in eighth grade when I got the offer from Iowa, but we never really did anything. We weren't quite ready to like look into a, an advisor quite yet. But now that I hit my sophomore season and I'm committed and we, we thought it was a good time to go ahead and go ahead and look and found the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I said, I kind of like to ask a couple of questions just about that process, mm-hmm. but let's, I got a couple more questions for you, man. So let's, let's end it off. Let's stop talking about baseball for a little bit. Let's move on from the baseball field. So mm-hmm. when you're not playing ball, what are some of your passions you like to do beyond the baseball field? So I just, I'm a sporty guy. I like, I like to have competition. So I, I like going bowling, just fishing, um, hanging out with friends, playing video games here and there. I don't, I don't play video games too much, but just anything that has competition, I love to do. Okay. So be, being in Des Moines, how big is that? How big is your hometown? And is there a lot of competitive stuff to do there? So I think we have like 500,000 people in my hometown. So it's, it's all right. But um, yeah, we have quite a bit of competitions or comp- competition teams here, but baseball is my main like competition. So I don't really get into like any organized competition things at all. Okay. So one last question for you. So obviously mm-hmm. name, image, and likeness that came out uh, a little over well, almost a year ago now, July 1st, mm-hmm. 2021. With you going to TCU here in, here in two years, and once you graduate from high school, you'll be eligible to make a little bit of cash from your name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Have you thought about that at all as possibly maybe a dream brand you'd like to work with or maybe something else you'd like to do that involves NIL? You know, I haven't really, like, thought about it, gave it deep thought. I mean, obviously, the, the dream would be Nike, Under Armour, just the big name brands, or even, like, Gatorade. But, you know, I've just been kind of been focusing on on my uh, on my game and letting my advisor deal with that other stuff. Okay. I mean, there's there's never there's never nothing wrong with uh, just focusing on your game, obviously, just yeah. trying to get better, trying to compete every day mm-hmm. and reach your goals, man. But besides that, uh, that's the last question I had for you, Blake. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck the rest of this high school season. It's kind of weird to say that here in June, especially with me being yeah. in Indiana. But good luck the rest of this high school season. Good luck with the 12 this fall, wherever you guys go play at. And good luck the rest of your career. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR Podcast. Really like to thank Blake for coming on the show today. Also want to give a huge thank you to Dean for coming on the show as well as that aired yesterday. If you haven't checked that out yet, check that out as well. Great content today. Great content yesterday as well. Um, so next week, got a surprise for you guys. Got a bunch of episodes recorded right now as I just got back from the WWBA uh, 17U. Um, so a bunch of episodes recorded. Just haven't chosen the couple episodes that are going to be aired next week. So if you guys want to find out what those episodes are going to be, go give our social media, go give our websites a follow. Um, I'll be giving you updates there. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, the website is www.jkrpodcast.com. So check those out. Go learn more about the podcast. And I'll catch you guys next week with the upcoming episodes.